Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. We humans all have a favorite color, or colors. But historically, it's been difficult to empirically explain why. It was easy to prove that people do like certain colors more than others, and research has shown that people often associate colors with feelings. However, because there is no standardization of colors or some smaller subset of colors for scientists to work with, no one could explain why we like certain colors. Enter Karen Schloss. As a child, her favorite activity was organizing her crayons. Today, Schloss is an assistant professor in the Department of Psychology at the Wisconsin Institute for Discovery at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and has conducted critical studies on color preference. She said, I certainly have very strong color preferences that changed over time. These preferences influence a ton of decisions that we make, from the clothes that we wear to the way we color our environments and to the products we buy. 
With these influences in mind, she and her collaborator, Stephen Palmer, PhD, a researcher at UC Berkeley, set out to find why we like certain colors more than others through a series of lab studies between 2010 and 2017. Schloss and Palmer hypothesized the ecological valence theory, or EVT, which they describe in their 2017 paper as the theory that, quote, people like slash dislike a given color to the degree that they like slash dislike all of the objects and entities that they associate with that color. For example, people often like blue hues because it reminds them of clear skies and clean water. On the other hand, people tend to shy away from brown hues because they remind us of feces or rotting food. Uh, That was their hypothesis. So, were they right? To explore this theory, Schloss and Palmer conducted a series of lab studies with several separate groups of participants who ranked color preferences, what colors made them think of certain objects, and if those objects represented positive or negative things. The result? They found that 80% of the change in average color preferences from one group of people to another was based on how much other people like objects related to those colors. Schloss said, That's really cool. That's our first evidence that these patterns of color preferences can be explained by those objects associated with those colors. With this data, the pair could explore different topics of color preferences, like individual preferences, changes over time, or even cultural preferences. However, the results from the original study were only correlational. They didn't explicitly explain what causes someone to like a certain color, or why that would change over time. Time for a different test. Schloss said, The idea is that if we bring to mind for you particular objects that are, say, positive, and associated a particular color, or negative, we should be able to change your color preferences over the course of even a laboratory experiment. And to test this, they presented participants with objects associated with the colors red and green. One group saw positive red images, like strawberries and roses, but also negative green images, like vomit and mucus. The second group saw the opposite, and negative red images such as lesions and positive green images, like forests and kiwis. Schloss explained, What we found is that we were able to significantly increase people's preferences for the colors that were associated with the positive things they saw. If you saw positive red things, you could significantly increase your preference for the red colors than if you saw positive green things. Of course, positive and negative reactions aren't universal. Even though many people probably find red lesions to be gross, if a participant was pre-med, for example, they might find red lesions fascinating. And so, the researchers' next step was to see if they could predict how much a person's preference would change based on how much the person liked the images they saw. It turns out, they could. Schloss said, if you activate the associations of particular objects, that can have a larger influence on your preference for the color. By activating, she means reminding you that an object exists, basically bringing it to the top of your mind. She continued, those objects are going to have more weight than the ones that I didn't activate. So, if participants saw more positive images of red things, whatever those things were, they were more likely to have a positive association with the color red. This explains why a person may have... This explains why a person may have positive or negative feelings about certain colors. It comes down to your experience with objects of those colors over time. 
And this may explain why yellowish-greenish colors, uh, the colors of things like pus and vomit, are the least liked across the world, according to Schloss, while blue hues are the most popular. Blue is nearly always associated with universally positive things. In fact, in Schloss's studies, blue was the only color for which participants never listed a negative object. Scientists like Schloss have explored the idea that color preference may be part of our evolutionary design. She said, The idea is that color preferences act as a steering function that guides us toward things that are positive for our general health and well-being and away from things that are negative. We have this learning mechanism to learn associations between colors and objects or concepts and then use those to inform our judgments about colors. This could have been something that may have been adaptive for us to have. However, she points out that objects don't always have a rhyme or reason for their color. And in our relatively safe and curated world, it's often not a life-or-death preference. For humans today, our choosing a color we like for, say, our love seat or cell phone case may help us thrive, that is, be happy. And avoiding colors we dislike may help us avoid failure, that is, being unhappy. And even in that small way, the simple question, what's your favorite color, may have more depth than we previously thought. Today's episode is based on the article, Science Explains Why We Have Favorite Colors, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Allison Troutner. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.